This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello. Hello, how have you been? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, <laughs> seen better days. <laughs> I'll be quite <laughs> that sound graph. <laughs> no, nah, I'm doing good. I'm I'm hoping because I've had one mental breakdown that I'm just going to ride through the next six weeks unscathed. Yeah, I think you will. Uh, yeah, it is worth noting this is our first time recording since Melbourne has entered stage four. And ugh, while I acknowledge it's a very difficult time for some people, I've actually been really wanting this, as weird as that sounds. Like I wanted stage yeah. four when we had sort of stage 3.5 and things were like, it's advised that you don't go not to your local shops, etc. And I was like, I seem to be doing the right thing. No one else seems to be doing the right thing. So why am I being punished and why is the cases why are the cases still yeah. going up? So I want No, to- it totally makes sense. Yeah. But it's I think the the thing that I found the hardest is not the fact that we're in stage four because you're right. For everyone doing the right thing, it's actually not that different other than no. the weird 8 p.m. curfew, which, like, I tried to order hot chips from Uber Eats last night at 7.30 p.m. and it was going to take over 30 minutes for it to get delivered and then it wasn't going to get delivered because it would have been after 8 p.m. So I was like, this is a predicament that I have not experienced yet. I think I got an email from Uber Eats saying that it will be delivered but you can't do pickup. Oh, really? Because yeah. I got one from Menulog saying that they're not delivering after 8 p.m. anymore. Mm. Well, that might mm. be the case. See, that has not been an issue for me, seeing as I normally eat dinner at like 5.45. Um, Same, but I just had such a hankering. <laughs> but, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's not it's not that different for us. The, the issue for me is not knowing whether this will be the end, but the likelihood that we are closer to, you know, getting back to quote unquote normal after the six weeks is very much more enticing than the last time we went into it. That's for sure. And I think that people can't pretend to not know the rules this time. It's like literally just stay home. There's no like, oh, but like everything's open. So surely I'm allowed to go kind of thing. Yeah, we're true. It was weird last time that things were open, but you weren't supposed to go. Like, exactly. What? Like, don't leave for non-essentials, but also all beauty retailers and homewares. And yeah. Everything is open. So yeah, we do. Yeah. Other than that, I got my tooth today. So that's great. Hooray! Fuck, I, mean, I think my dentist is stopped closing tomorrow. So very lucky I was actually great out there and I could hear the receptionist like yes I know you want your appointment in six weeks time but we just can't guarantee that we'll be open then so how about how about I make it seven so at least we've got time to call you and let me know if we need to reschedule I know you really want it and then she goes yes yes she's in the chair at the moment yes yeah see you later and it was my dad like hankering with the receptionist like I want my appointment in six weeks and then I had like cotton wool in my mouth and I was like was that my dad (laughs) she was like yeah it was he says hello (laughs) that's so weird that was fun Uh, but yeah got my two family dentist it's a COVID miracle and (laughs) shall we move on to actually before we do news shall I ask you my question of the week Sure. I'm loving this new question thing. Yeah, it's. I'm going to run out of stuff, but I thought since you had a question for me last week, I would like to ask mm-hmm. your least favourite kitchen task. Ooh. Do you want me to fill time with mine while you think? Well, I can't think and listen at the same time, okay. but you tell me yours and it might spark my memory. Okay. Mine is probably 
a two-way tie, but there's a third that I just never do. So I don't think about it, but I should do it. So that one is sifting. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, I, I own a sifter, but that's just for, like, draining things. Like, I would never sift flour or sugar. That's just ridiculous. What is the point? Like, unless you've dipped a wet spoon in there, like your Milo, honestly, your flour is going to be fine. And unless like, you, Maybe if we lived in Queensland and we had a humid pantry, but we don't. I mean, my brown sugar is in clumps and I just smash it with a fork. It's fine. Same. <laughs> my other least favourite would be a tie between picking herbs Oh, yeah. Like pulling the individual thyme sprigs off the fucking stem. That sucks. Oh, I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. And pulling coriander, everything. I just hate picking herbs so much. I never pick them. I just chop the whole thing, stems and all. Does oh, it really matter? When you do like a big salad that's really herby, like a very Asian salad, you can't have all of the yucky sprigs of like the Vietnamese mint and the Thai basil and stuff. They're a bit different because they have got harder stems. You're right. Yeah. But they would be the only ones I would pluck. Oh, no, you have to pluck sage and thyme, I feel. Anyway, my mm. other one is chopping chocolate, which I have to do a lot because everyone always requests my cookies for special occasions. And the only thing that makes me hate cooking them is that you have to chop like 220 grams of chocolate. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that our least favorite things are similar in that mine is more about impatience, like the things that I'm impatient to do, like I will never wait for butter to get to room temperature. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm putting that shit in the microwave. Oh, I bought my um, microwave because it had a softened butter function. Does it? Mm. <laughs> That's great. Also, I really despise uh, waiting for a kettle to boil. No, like no. I'll always pull it off before it's boiled. Like if I can hear the bubbles starting to bubble in there, it's done. It's ready. Absolutely. Um, Fast and loose. In fact, I've also been begging for one of those zip taps so I can have instant hot water because oh. Oh, that would be so good because who the fuck can be bothered waiting for a pot to boil or a kettle to boil? Oh, my boil? God. Not the, pot, the pot is even worse. Like I have to put the kettle on because I can't wait for the pot to boil and then I get sick of waiting for the kettle to boil to put into the pot to help that boil faster. <laughs> yes, yeah, so true. Also, mm, no, they're probably my main least favourite things, I would say. Yeah. I just find that chopping chocolate is not only time-consuming but it starts to melt and get all over your hands and oh, yeah. the palm of my hand gets all sore from pressing against the hard chocolate into the... Oh, my God. I've just thought of what my least favourite thing is. What is it? It's crumbing things. I hate oh, that eggy, floury crumb mixture that gets, like, caked up around your fingertips. Yeah. That's got to be my least favourite. I kind of like it because you can be like, ooh, I'm a witch. <laughs> yeah, but you turn into, like, a weird, like club fingered that's the tea on that it is a small beauty news week this week i'm finding everything boring it's just kind of new launches i don't know there's really not a lot of beauty news this week at all i had two things to touch on very briefly because like how many more times can we talk about selena gomez's beauty brand rare mm. and yes you can reinsert the sound grab of me singing. I don't know if uh, I will bother because not a single person has referenced it or laughed. And I <laughs> was almost losing pelvic floor function when I was putting it in and no one cared. Not a single person cared. But I, <laughs> I thought it was great. But honestly, guys, come on, we need more kudos for the work we're putting into this shit. <laughs> I don't see any of you guys at like 10 p.m. on a Wednesday night Googling karaoke versions of songs and then inserting <laughs> when singing over the top. So 
<laughs> Did you auto tune me to make me sound more like Selena, or was that no, just like you perfect? perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Anyway, the the news that I have here is that she's finally bloody announced the date that her brand is launching. It's the third of September. So now oh, we great. all know. Thank you so much, Selena. Also wanted to just comment on the fact that Jackie Ina's candles sold out on early access. So they're gone. They're out of stock already. Interesting. I actually heard her. She's my background viewing. Like while I work, she's always on. And I actually heard her in a video say, unless a candle's straight up like vanilla cream, I don't want a taste of it. So oh, we dissed her and we're like, oh, I don't really think of candles when I think of Jackie Ina. And then I heard her expressing a very strong taste in candles. And I was like, sorry, Jackie. But if a candle was only vanilla, I would throw it in the bin. Same. (laughs) Set it on fire, but not in a candle way. Yeah, set it on fire in a dumpster kind of way. Um, oh, wait, I did have one other thing that I, that I saw, um, which was staggering to me, which was apparently temporary hair loss might be a lingering symptom of COVID-19 in people who have overcome the virus. And I just wanted to just, you know, send out a little prayer to the, to the beauty gods for you that you don't contract COVID because you can't deal with any more hair loss this year. Oh, God. Well... If, if like, the whole you might die thing isn't motivating enough, I think the idiots that are still going out might need to hear about the lingering hair loss. <laughs> oh. So true. Apparently it's just, like, it makes sense. Apparently it's just the, like, typical hair loss that you get when you've, like, been stressed or go through trauma. Like, yeah. it's kind of just your body's way of dealing with that kind of shit. But I thought it was interesting to note. Very interesting. <laughs> Beauty news. <laughs> a completely unrelated note, but a very... Lisa Mort's note, mm-hmm. Anastasia have launched or are launching a brow pen. Yes, with a new formula. They used to have one in the past and they've relaunched it, which is great. I'm excited because we all know I love a brow pen and we all know I love an Anastasia brow whiz. And, and we, we all know that you love a brow pen that has a regular tip on it, not a pronged oh, tip. Fuck the three prongs. Suck them right off. Uh, so, yeah, that's like a baby of my two favorite brow products, which is fun. I might also try and buy a slightly warmer tone because they do offer some nice cool tones and warm tones in their brow products. And I might try it as a freckle pen. Or I could that's just a you know, buy freck, but it just seems so overpriced and ridiculous. Yes. Mm, Ruby, my best friend asked me if she should buy Freck during the week or like last week. And I was like, don't be ridiculous. It's so overpriced. But everyone's talking about it and like maybe it's worth it. And the thing with brow pens is they dry out really fast. Whereas everyone says that Freck doesn't dry out and that it's got a nice sort of jelly texture. So it is different Mm. to a brow pen. And if it's going to last longer, then maybe it's not ridiculous. Who knows? Who knows? Apparently the new Anastasia one is waterproof, which is great as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, nine shades in cool and warm tones, cruelty-free and vegan. And remember Thank what you. I said in our um, mini episode, don't you dare buy those warm tones for your actual eyebrows or I'll slap it straight out of your hand. She did say that, everybody, and she will slap you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've written Morphe 2 as news. And, like, you know, that's if we talk about that as news this week, then we're – uncool because we will have missed the boat but why did you want to talk about it is it because it's at mecca no it's because i've absolutely missed the boat because i didn't realize that morphe 2 i've seen all this morphe 2 stuff launch but i didn't realize that that was with the d'amelio sisters yeah so 
I, I did a lot of investigating into this and I wanted to talk about it last week, but it felt already irrelevant last week, but now we're talking about it this week. Sorry, so. real fast, because I just feel like I saw a lot about all of the Morphe 2 products launching, but I just did not know that that was a collab. Yeah, so it's not. That's the thing. So Morphe mm-hmm. 2 is a, it's a baby brand of Morphe, obviously. It's designed for or aimed at teenagers. Mm-hmm. So very lightweight everything really natural skin looking vibe products the formulas I've seen a few reviews don't look great especially for someone who's into like more high performance makeup but I guess that's why it's targeted at someone maybe more entry level uh the D'Amelio sisters Charlie and Dixie who are TikTok famous are not collaborators on the brand but they are ambassadors for the brand so they have no stake in it as far as I'm aware they haven't helped produce the products uh, but they're just the the reps, the ambassadors, the face of the of the label for now. Okay, fair, mm. fair, fair, fair. Yeah, that's that's really all the news that there is. I saw an interview with them, and it was very vanilla. And I was like, who cares? <laughs> they clearly know nothing about beauty. Yeah, that sucks. And you've got a rant. I just wanted to rant about the fact that, and it's not just Mecca. It's it's everyone at the moment. They are everyone is out of stock of everything, and your girl needs more skincare. And so I just dropped three hundred and fifty dollars on net afforded. Don't tell Adrian. That was American dollars too. Just FYI, no one told you. Yeah, that. sure. sure. <laughs> it was it was buying things that I didn't want to buy, but I had to because Mecca wouldn't sell to me. So sorry, Mecca, you've lost my money. I'm now not making it to the next beauty loop level. Oh, that sucks. Um, why? When I shop on Netaporta, I swear that it tells you the AUD. No. Yeah. Look, I don't know what happened. It was a situation. <sighs> Something happened. But in exciting news, I bought the Aurelia probiotic serum, mm-hmm. as which is one of Loz's like OG faves. She's loved that for a really long time, and I've always wanted to buy it, but could never justify buying it. And so now I bought it, <laughs> uh, and I also bought the Sarah Chapman um, hydrating serum as well. Oh, nice! I'm actually thinking that I'm very close to finishing my overnight facial from Sarah Chapman, so I'm also going to have to do either a Space and K or a Netaporte order. Might do Space and K potentially because the conversion might be better. Pretty sure I just saw that it's out of stock on Netaporte. So, okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, it says back soon, so maybe it'll be back soon. Who knows? The reason, sort of, why that rant is slotting into beauty news is that it does touch with what Loz mentioned, uh, start of COVID in March, <laughs> about how. Look, I'm really seeing it with candles. Like there is not a single damn candle in stock at Mecca at the moment, and Stiptique and stuff where all of them are made in Europe who were really hit hard by COVID and all of the manufacturers of stuff seems to be in Italy and the replenishment just sucks right now. And I think that's a flow on effect from when warehouses were closed. Uh, it's a real shame for all of us who are still enduring shitty lockdown months later. <laughs> I know I've literally got two candles left and I'm actually tempted to see if my mum can put her deep tea candle that she never uses on the doorstep. And if I go for a run, cause she's within my five kilometer radius, if I can just pick it up and run with it home. Running home with a dip tea candle. What a vibe. <laughs> That's all I have for beauty news. Is that all you have? That's all I've got. All right, let's move into our product trial this week. I don't even need to ask if I'm orange. (laughs) What did we try this week, aka not this week? It was quite a while ago. 
a really long time ago, we had hoped that we would do something fun with Paula's Choice. And we were hoping to get someone on board from the brand to talk to you guys and answer some questions. But unfortunately, COVID fucked everything. And so we haven't had a chance to talk about this product that we've been sitting on and using for a really long time now. Uh, and we can't see each other anymore, so now's the perfect time. Absolutely. So Paula's Choice sent us the BHA, 2% BHA lotion to try, which I feel like is a real hero product from Paula's Choice. That's the thing that people always seem to talk about. Would you agree? Yes, 100%. By lotion, she means like a toner, liquid exfoliant vibes. Yes, and I think that it is popular one, because it seems to work because people talk about stuff that gives you results. But two, mm-hmm. it's an affordable liquid toner and it's often one that people who haven't used liquid exfoliants before. You know how I always say that people's minds are always blown when they use a liquid toner for the first time and it doesn't really matter which one it is. They're just like, oh, my God, this is the best product ever. I say it about um, Alpha H Liquid Gold all the time. Yes, like, so true. It, is it the best liquid toner in the world or is it just a cult one that is everyone's first and then it makes them think that it's the best? But Unknown, but also it's a really good price point. Oh so God. It's like, and what was it, $36, $37 and it's always on sale or they always have free shipping or something. Yes, and also it makes sense if you want to buy a range to buy something like this from Paula's Choice. If you, you're the type of person who's like, I want my serum, my moisturizer, my toner, my cleanser to all be from the same brand. I want them to all look the same. I feel like Paula's Choice is a great, I don't want to say entry-level brand, but they're an affordable price point brand to splurge and go all out on a you know set at once. So I feel like that's why this is popular too. Yeah, I also feel like Paula's Choice is a really good option for maybe someone that is ingredients focused, so might yes. be drawn into something like the Inky List or the Ordinary. However, recognizes that formulas need to be a little bit more sophisticated and maybe they don't want to use 45 serums to get the effect that they might need from the Ordinary and maybe they could buy three or four products from Paula's Choice that have the actives that they want in there. Totally agree. It's also a great brand, I feel like, for people that are sensitive to particular ingredients. I know Paula's very like passionate about like no fragrance, no this, no that. So it's always got those free-from claims on there, which is good if you need to avoid those ingredients. Yes. Do you know it's their number one cult selling product? Like it's their actual number one seller worldwide I think, for this product. Well, I don't know if I knew that as a fact, but I that doesn't shock me at all because it is the one that everyone talks about. Yes. All right. Uh, What did you think of this? Firstly, I want to preface this by saying that this arrived just after I had the worst acne that I've ever had in my life and it was beginning Mm. to feel. And I cannot tell you how pissed off I am about that because I would have loved to have used this when I had horrendous acne face. Yep. And... What I would like to say is that considering it's a 2% BHA toner, I found it really gentle. I didn't find it to be stingy. I didn't feel like I was a bit dry or sore the next day. And sometimes even with the UFO oil, I've said that I found that really effective, which is also, oh, actually it's a 1.5% salicylic that, and it's in an oil form. But if I used that too many days in a row, I did feel a little bit tight and just a bit like, I'd stripped my skin. Whereas this, mm. obviously I probably wasn't using this much because it's in that toner form. I was probably only using it once, twice, maybe three times a week, but I just felt mm-hmm. like it was really gentle. And considering it's got such a decent amount of salicylic acid in, I'm shocked. 
And as to its effect on congestion, my skin literally sort of has been perfect since it's since it's not acne anymore. It's now perfect. So I can't say it's like cured my acne, but I do feel like it helped to clear up any of the little spots and the tiny little bits of congestion I had left after um, going back on the pill. And I really liked it and I totally see why it's cult. And I don't think it's just cult because it's people's first acid toner. I think it's got really good value. And the other thing I enjoyed about it is that I often avoid when I'm looking at um, acid toners, I often avoid one that's got too much salicylic because I try and have an acid toner in my routine at least every day or every second day. And I don't want to use salicylic acid that much because I'm dry and it dries me out. So for example, I like the ultra gentle peel pads because they have no salicylic in it. So then I actually liked that I can have just a salicylic option to alternate with my other acids, if that makes sense. Mm. It does make sense, yeah, because I like it as an option for putting on underneath my uh, good jeans because good jeans doesn't have any BHA in it, does it? No, but you use it on the same day as good jeans. Yeah, why not? Por que no los dos? Wow, <laughs> spicy. That's, no, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so can I talk about what I thought? Yeah. I personally really loved it. I've used it. It's become a... Like it's become incorporated in my routine and it may be because I've run out of peel pads, unknown, (laughs) unknown whether there is correlation there. But the one thing I really loved about this product is that as a toner, it doesn't leave you feeling stripped and dry. After using it, your skin gets that beautiful hydrated glow. Like it literally leaves you looking, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it leaves you looking hydrated, but it does. It leaves like a radiance on your skin. And I found it to be a little bit plumping as well. And I thought that it was really good. I wouldn't say that it, it definitely didn't cure my uh, blemishes when I have been having my disgusting breakout, but it's nice for removing dead skin. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't really have anything. Like I don't have any wow claims to make, but I really like it. And I did feel that it's helped with my blackheads more so than anything else. No, I wouldn't say it helps has helped with my blemishes, but I would say it helps with my blackheads. Yes. And that's, that's what BHA is really good for. And when I think of this product, I think the thing about the packaging, the price point, all of those things is that this would be the range or a product that I would have my like teenage son on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, I would. I would definitely buy this for even the teenage daughter. Like yeah, for sure, the type of product to give to someone to get them used to using a routine, and also probably in that like acneic phase of their life where hormones are going a little bit rampant. Yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent, perfect product for them. And even if one of my guy friends was like, "Oh, I'm a bit congested" or whatever, like this would probably be the thing that I would recommend to them over peel pads and. It's great for that. I would continue to use it. I would recommend it to other people. I would give it a, I want to give it an 8 out of 10. I want to give it an 8 out of 10 as well, even though I haven't seen huge, like, wow, curing my acne and blackheads results, but that was because I was already on my journey. But I just, I know that it would work and I know that it's gentle enough to not burn off your face as well. It is. I, I haven't even mentioned when I was going through that horrific, I, I genuinely think that my rash that I was having was still like a flare up of pityriasis rosea, which was the rash that I was diagnosed with back in friggin' bloody January mm-hmm. because it was causing like quite large, like scaly recurring flux on my neck and face. Real hot, I know. 
it did this didn't burn that because I used it a couple of times I know I probably shouldn't have but I was like anything to get rid of these giant scaly patches on my face and neck please and I put this on there and kind of like braced for burn and it didn't burn my face off so I would I would attest to the fact that it's relatively gentle Ah, it does have camellia leaf extract. It says green tea slash skin calming slash antioxidant, which is another thing that I love about Paula. She breaks down her ingredients. Like it'll say the active ingredient and then it will tell you what it does as she lists her ingredients, which is so useful. So for example, it says salicylic acid and then in brackets it says beta hydroxy acid slash exfoliant. So it lets you know what the ingredients do and it makes you a better ingredients list reader, which I really love. Yes, so true. That's pretty glowing reviews, I guess. I think I'd probably still be saying the same things if this product was $100. So I think for the fact that it is between $30 and $40, depending how much on sale it is, that's a real plus. Yeah, I totally agree. I would spend I would spend double on it. Yeah, for sure. But please don't put up the price for her. <laughs> oh, yeah, please don't. <laughs> Dang. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These products are so good. What is your beauty fave? My beauty fave is so random, mm-hmm. but I am excited to announce that my scaly rash plaques on my, especially my lips, my face and my neck has started to subside. Very exciting news. A golf clap for myself and my skin for pushing through. This week, in addition to the CeraVe, Ceramidin and Juno Oil face trio that I had been using for the past month to cure my rash situation, I have been also using on the down low the Ren Evercalm Overnight Recovery Balm. Ah. And it is my favourite of this week because I'd forgotten that I was even using it, but I've been lathering this on like it's going out of fashion and I wanted to talk about the fact that it's not even broken me out or anything once. And I've been applying a very thick layer of this and for anyone who doesn't know, this is essentially the texture of like petroleum jelly. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, it, is it not the texture that's similar to um, that QV ointment that we've been using on our body, like that really weird greasy ointment texture? Yes, very greasy ointment texture vibes, but it's got more of a jelly feeling than the QV. And it kind of like dissolves into the skin and almost disappears similar to a dry oil, but it leaves a film 
I really don't know how to describe it. Mm. It's the type of thing that I would not normally lather all over my face because I would feel very uncomfortable with how much like slip and grease it leaves on my face, but it's been exactly what I've needed. And I've been applying this, like I'll apply it when I do my nighttime skincare routine, I'll apply it again before I go to sleep and then I'll apply it first thing in the morning. And it's been a lifesaver. I have not had my skin falling off my face this week, which has been great. So makeup sits over it. You can use it in the morning as well. It sinks in enough for me in the morning, but my, my house is an icebox and my skin is very dehydrated. So it's probably absorbing this faster than a normal person's skin would. So I don't know if it would sit under everyone's makeup well. It's fabulous. If you've got your face falling off, please try this. It's great. Doesn't Alana Rama like that? Does she? I think so. I've never, I've never seen her talk about it, but maybe she does. It seems like the type of product that she would like. I think she's spoken about it. Um, I think she said that she uses it like from when she walks from the gym to back home in the insane Canada winter when she gets like wind burn from just walking through. It would be perfect for that. And that's why I've been using it so much at night because I feel like not that I'm getting wind burn, but that my face is fall, it's falling off. I don't know how many times I can say it, but the air is so cold at night that my skin is not handling it. And this is like a protective barrier. It's great. Okay. Yeah. What's your beauty fave? <laughs> Mine's a bit of a cop out because I haven't actually used it this week, but I did use it last week and really liked it and sort of forgot to make it my beauty fave last week. So it's getting a mention this week. It mm. is the Melt Cosmetics Rust Palette. Now I mentioned yeah. that I bought this ages ago and then yeah. it was very close to getting a non-beauty fave just because <gasps> it was like it was quite expensive. Like It was, it was really expensive. expensive. I'm shocked that you'd say that. It was like $86 US, I think. So I ended up paying like $100 for this palette. It's beautiful. The quality is great. However, it's one of those quite pigmented eyeshadows. So it does kick up a little bit of dust and you do have to like work with it to blend it out. Like it's, I feel like it's a very YouTuber palette. Like it gives you those strong colors. It's not like soft, mm. sheer buildable washes at all. However, and I'm never going to use the shimmers in it. So maybe it needs to go in my kit if I'm ever going to use the shimmers. However, mm. there is a lovely range of mattes and I'm obsessed with the first, well, there's the first four colors. One of them's like a white, which I never use, but they've got these really lovely, like pretty much straight up yellow crease tones in it and I've just been loving them pairing them with other eyeshadows to just warm up through the crease or just wearing that on its own when I wore the yellow eyeshadow look that everyone loved on Instagram I was using this Um, I wondered what it was but then when I did that bronzy look that people also were like oh I love I I said I'd film a tutorial for and I never did whoops um I also used this through the crease and I was like oh weird why does everyone care it's like the same look as always and you're like no it's slightly more mustard and I was like oh it's because I used that um it's also got some nice darker tones that are quite warm which is sometimes hard to find I mean if you've got Naked Heat or Anastasia Modern Renaissance or soft glam, like you've probably got similar tones, but it's just got nice dark shades. It's got a naked heat's just so red though. I I pulled it out this week because I was going to use it for my red inspired eyeshadow look, but everything just ended up looking the same tone of red. So yeah. I don't know. That's what I like about this palette in that it's warm, but it does have variation. So the dark shade is like a nice dark brown that's not super super cool tone. I use that to smoke out liner, and then it's yep. got some sort of 
a redder brown and then an orangier brown and then it's got those real yellow tones so it's not just straight up oranges or straight up burgundies which you see in a lot of warm tone palettes it's got some variety to the warmth and to the shades which I really I like that yeah that's good yeah so I like it and I'm using it and that's a miracle because I just really haven't been wanting to wear makeup lately no, nor have I. It's been a real struggle to even want to put makeup on in the morning, which is something unheard of for me. Particularly for you. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hair mat. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. <laughs> You've got a non-beauty fave this week. What is it? I do. My non-beauty fave is Hetty McKinnon, who is a cook. Of course. <laughs> She's got a, an Instagram that's very aesthetic. She's vegetarian, which is great. Because apart from my love for daily meats, I eat largely vegetarian. She's just awesome. And this week I made, so she's my favorite, but this week I made her recipe, which is also kind of my favorite. And it was her recipe of the dumplings that I made and put in our store. Ah, there you go. Yes. People going off chops for those dumplings. Yes. While she's my non-beauty favorite, the dumplings were also my non-beauty favorite, not in terms of the fact that they were delicious, but the process of making them was so therapeutic. It was therapeutic watching you make them. The way that you cut those stories together, whilst chaotic, was great. <laughs> yeah. I never want to watch you roll something out with a rolling pin again. <laughs> Why was it so bangy? It's meant to be soft and rolly. Did I leave the sound on? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I always watch stories without sound. Um, oops. Yeah, look, it was very large for the size of the rolling of the rolling that I needed to do. So I started yeah. attempting with a sesame oil bottle, which was a much better size. However, it didn't have the same push and it didn't flatten as well. And then once I got my groove on with the gigantic rolling pin, I was getting good rolling, but just like I had to put my whole body into it and I had to go like every which way and do like 12 turns. But look. Yeah, watching you turn it was like watching you turn like a steering wheel of a ship. Like, how it's like you have to use your whole arm and do a full rotation of your shoulder joint. That's like what it looked like. Yeah, I had absolutely no power steering on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none whatsoever. But it was really therapeutic. Um, Cutting them out, rolling them out, even doing the folding, which was kind of... Oh, my God, watching you cut them too. You counted. You went, <laughs> yeah, it was just doing things with your hands is so fun and I'm not artistic, so I don't like creating things like that. <laughs> so I, I enjoy doing that. And I could not fucking crimp them, but look, by the end of it, it became more of like a muscle memory, even if they looked quite shit. No, it looked good fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think everybody else did too. So thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. I also had a profound thought when I was making these dumplings in that I was like, dumplings are just ravioli with soy sauce. Yeah, kind of. But like thicker pastry as well. Yeah, yeah. And also like different fillings, like Asian flavoured fillings. Yeah, of course. But I feel like like I put a tiny bit of ricotta in those ones that I made. And I'm like, yeah, I saw that. That was interesting. Yeah, well, she suggested you could sub ricotta for the tofu, and I had tofu and ricotta, so I just did three quarters tofu, one quarter ricotta. But I was like, if I left out the tofu and just made spinach and ricotta dumplings right now, and I boiled them instead of frying them, <laughs> yeah, they would be ravioli. ravioli. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a valid point. But like, that's like every oh god, we could go forever. I'm, <laughs> was, I'm gonna stop. Exactly, it was just a mind-boggling moment in that I was like, wow. 
It's like when Adrian said this week, he's like, I hate curry. I just, I'm, I can't get around it. I'm like, but what is it that you don't like? He's like, it's the texture. I'm like, but you like a casserole. And a casserole and a curry are the same texture. They are the same Don't tell me they're not. Absolutely. In fact, if you don't like one, you shouldn't like the casserole. I agree. It's bland. Yeah, and like your mum made you eat it six nights in a row after school and you're over it now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, God, please, no. 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 I have a non-beauty non-fave. <laughs> so you have a hate it. Yeah, I got a hate. I don't want to say hate. Hate's a strong word and I feel like I've ranted a lot this week. Uh, it's Henny. I bought the loungewear. I bought the pants and I bought the jumper. And I knew buying the pants that they were going to be see-through. I could tell on the models. I texted you. I said, do these look Mm see-through? And you didn't respond because you were busy. And I bought them anyway. (laughs) And they were fucking see-through, weren't they? So I don't know. I just think for $90 for a pair of leggings and for whoever I was probably Armadale Liv told me that Nadia Bartel said if you're in between sizes usually, go down a size. Pick your size down rather than your size up. I call fucking bullshit because when you consider Australian sizing, I bought a size small, which I believe in Australian sizing is an eight to ten. Mm-hmm. And I err on the smaller side of an eight mm-hmm. and they were fucking small and see-through on me. Mm-hmm. So look. Who's to say if I went up a size, maybe they wouldn't be see-through, but they were not squat-proof. So in my opinion, what is the purpose of them? Yeah. Like, I if think- I can't comfortably bend down to the bottom shelf at a supermarket without someone seeing my underwear, then I do not want to wear them. I 100% agree with you. What is the point of a pant that is not covering your undies? It's not a I pant. Agree. That's a stocking. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's kind of what they felt like was like a stocking. They had no compression to them at all Mm -hmm. they weren't quite high rise enough for me they could have gone another half inch like it just felt weirdly low Mm -hmm. and there was no difference in the the stretch of the waistband to the stretch of the rest of the pant meaning that it felt like a stocking like it felt like the same tightness from my ankle to my belly button and that also felt weird and nude that is terrible and for someone with my body shape which is slim-ish with gigantic feet it would result in me not being able to get my feet through the ankle parts well no you would because they were stretchy oh they were like tight ah okay because sometimes I have the issue where things are so compression like the jagged tights when I buy them in my size I can barely get them over my feet because they're so small in the ankle but these are the reverse Mm. they've got a sloppy ankle which is also disgusting it just was all around not the right feeling for that kind of pant. <laughs> is all I can say. Like, I just, I didn't buy them at all. I literally tried them on and filled out the returns form online within the same 15-minute window Ooh. because that's how much I just knew I would never wear them. Feels. I didn't even keep them for aesthetics. Like, they weren't aesthetic. <laughs> that sucks. So anyway, that's my non-beauty non-fave. For all of the people who are raving about Henny, I just think like you've been swept up in the in the hype because I don't think that they're actual quality pants. Yeah, that or you've never tried a Lulu Align pant, which ruin all other pants. So true. Stretchy <laughs> while being compressy and high waisted enough and sleek enough and the best. So yeah. So should have spent my money on Lulu. Mm-hmm. Lesson learned. Never again. Just took it to my veins. Snack. Of the oh, week. what's your snack? <laughs> my snack of the week this week is shitty cheap croissants from the supermarket 
Oh my god, that's Adrian's snack of the week every week. Why is it yours this week? They've just been hitting the spot. <laughs> and like, have you managed to buy the Laurent ones from Coles yet? No, haven't needed to. I'm buying the bake at home, like three pack, four pack, shitty ones. I just don't care. And I was discussing in the aluminium tray. Yep, I was discussing with yep. Elizabeth makeup artist today that there is no bad croissant. Like there is good croissants, and then there's fine croissants. There's no bad croissants. And I like my croissant to be relatively soggy, so I'm not always requiring the beautiful laminated, buttery, crispy stuff. Like I want a kind of soggy, cheesy, fatty, buttery croissant. And I will specify that I've been using Yarlsberg cheese in my croissants. That's my preferred cheese of choice. Yeah, it's a good croissant cheese. And I've smashed so many. I think I've had I'll probably at least 10 croissants this week, but like the small How ones. is your gut doing this week? You've eaten a lot of gluten yeah. just from what I've seen on your Insta stories. Yeah, not good. So I've stopped with the croissants because I, um, I couldn't shit. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. I had to have too many Movicols and then I was like, okay, you can't eat croissants if you have to every croissant you eat have a Movicol. So <laughs> I've stopped. But, God, it was good while it lasted. Mm, yamo what's yours jackie alexander's gonna hit me if she ever listens to our podcast which she probably doesn't because my snack of the week for this week and the last two weeks has been baked beans i was not brought up on baked beans which is in- they interesting. Have not been a- very interesting because i feel like they're a very stereotypical english food yeah i'm not sure why my dad missed out on that in his upbringing, probably because he was brought up in a boarding school in in Brazil or Portugal. Maybe they didn't have baked beans oh there. God. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I have had my world opened to baked beans and I'm absolutely obsessed. They're the best tasting thing in the whole entire world. When I first started eating them, they made me violently need to poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you build a tolerance for them though. I built a tolerance in like three serves because the first time I ate them, I was like, oh, that went straight through me. The second time I ate them, I was like, give it half an hour. And then they went straight through me. Third time I ate them, I was like bracing. I was like, I can't leave the house because any moment now this will hit me. And it never hit me. And it's never hit me since because I have now built up my baked bean tolerance and I'm never turning back. My favorite way to eat baked beans is on the gluten-free English muffins from Strata Bakery. Yes. Toast them up and one of those little individual, the the teeny weeny individual surf baked bean cans splits perfectly in half onto each side of the English muffin so that you can eat it as a hand food. You don't even need a knife and fork to experience baked beans on a Strata English muffin. That is a great recommendation. And for all of our fodder out there or like slightly intolerant people, the same goes for like when you can buy the like, tiny little black beans and whatever it is, the tiny cans of beans that you can buy are so great because they portion control you because beans are a gassy food and you need to limit your intake. And if you have a giant can of baked beans, you always end up eating like half of it and like you just, you go overboard. So buy the tiny cans of beans because you can tolerate them and they're great and there's less, there's less waste. I could eat baked beans for literally breakfast, lunch and dinner if I were allowed to. That's how much I love them right now. I would go so far as to say that I'm obsessed and I can't see myself ever getting sick of them. Everything about them is great. (laughs) I love a baked bean. My favourite way to have it would be on cheap white bread with cheese Mm. in a jaffle maker that edges have to be sealed. 
yum i haven't we don't have an edge sealing jaffel maker and i've not tried them with cheese yet Mm, I, I don't even think I want to try them in other ways. Adrian made me a fried egg to eat with them yesterday uh, morning. And look, I didn't no. have the heart to tell him that it was a bad combo. Yeah, not my fave. The only time I eat the Jaffel combo is at my beach house because we have a Jaffel machine there. And it's like when I think of Malulaba, I think of baked bean Jaffels. Yum. Yeah, I'm going to forever think of um, this time of my life as a time of baked beans. You know, COVID, baked beans, isolation. It's a vibe. It's a real vibe. Stop talking about baked beans. Yeah. Now. Okay, so Heinz, sponsor us. Please. Oh my God, I'll talk about baked beans every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about tomato sauce and baked beans. I don't mind them. Um, and on that note, let's wrap this up because that was like a lot of content about beans. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a 30% bean podcast this week. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on Wednesday. Yes. When we do another mini app. See you for the mini app. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.